your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Avalanche fans, welcome to the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And on today's show, we will discuss what everybody seems to be talking about in Avalanche land right now, and that is the injury of Nathan McKinnon. <clears throat> a sentence has been handed down, or a suspension. I guess is handed down. A sentence seems like the guy's going to prison, although I think some Avs fans would be okay with that. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the game because didn't do that on yesterday's show because the game, the prior day, just got over way too late. So we'll kind of just discuss how that game went, what went right for the Avs, which was pretty much mostly everything. Um, And we will hear, instead of hearing from Coach Bednar, I thought the uh, clip of the post-game press conference from Gabe Landeskog was really good. So we're going to hear from the captain after uh, that game against the San Jose Sharks, which the Avalanche took four to nothing. Had to have a win, uh, and they got one in you know pretty convincing fashion, and more along the lines of again what we know that this team can do. It seems to continue to be a Jekyll and Hyde season, and we want to see more of. A game like they did the other night with a four to nothing victory. So we'll get all to all of that stuff and more. Maybe who knows where it will take us. But first things first, follow the show on social media outlets on Twitter, L O P N underscore Avalanche. On Instagram, search for Locked On Avalanche and send questions, comments, concerns, opinions to Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. So let's talk about the game. First, uh, like I said, Avalanche with a four to nothing win, and you felt good about how this game went. Avalanche kind of in you know in control for the majority of the game. They didn't really put it away until the third. You know, after the first was nothing, nothing, but it was kind of a repeat of the first game where. Yeah, it was a little bit sloppy, but in, in that first game when the Avalanche went up two to nothing, you felt really good, and they are obviously the better team. And you know the wheels just fell off in the third. So this time around, they only got one in the second, which was the Miko Rantanen goal, and then you know they kind of took over in the third. The the hit to Nathan McKinnon seemed to fire them up a little bit more. I mean. They had been up, I think it was three to nothing at that point, and Miko Rantanen added his second after that happened. Uh, and and it was it was just more of a complete game. Uh, even on the defensive end, you know, a lot of people, and rightfully so, want to give uh, a lot of credit to Philip Grubauer. And anytime a goalie is able to notch a shutout, they definitely deserve credit. But I think this defensive unit, you know, having Three guys that and and uh, Landeskog, which like I said, I'll play a clip from him later on. Uh, somebody even asks him about that. You know, you have three guys on this defensive unit right now that are, you know, AHL guys, and you know they they were asked to do enough. You know, uh, they, they all got double digit minutes. 
the majority of the minutes went to obviously Taves, Graves, and Gerard, which you were expecting. But I thought Jacob McDonald played a fantastic game. Uh, it's guys like him that make decisions tougher. Now, when everybody comes back, you know, will he be sent down? Probably, or he'll go to the taxi squad. But he's making a name for himself, and he is—he's gotten to the point where he's comfortable, and he's not gun shy, which is really good to see. And he's not taking stupid shots. He has an open look. It's like in basketball, you know, you have an open look, you shoot it. And he's doing that. And that's what we've been talking about for so long is like this team just wants to get too cute sometimes. And I think he maybe heard that and was like, if I got a look, I'm just firing it. Maybe I'm not expecting it to go in, but who the heck knows what's going to happen if I can just get it through traffic. Maybe a big rebound comes and one of the forwards can clean it up. And it seems like he's he has that mindset. I, I really like watching... Jacob McDonald play. I don't know if there's room for him, if ever, if this is a 100% healthy team, but when has this been a 100% healthy team? So uh, I think Jacob McDonald, you know, should get ready to, to play a lot more in terms of games. You know, he's building up in the minutes b- between those three guys, between Timmons, uh, Renouf, and himself. Um, he had the most minutes of those three guys who are kind of filling in for the three guys we're missing on defense. So I think as much as Grubauer deserves credit for that shutout, the defense does too. Because, you know, they, they're coming off of a, a bad performance, of maybe a team-wide performance, but uh, they wanted to turn things around just as much as the entire team did, just as much as Grubauer did, just as much as the coaching staff did, just as much as the fans did. You know, when you lose like that, you you can't wait to get back out on the ice and that's the great thing about this schedule is you don't have to wait three or four days to get back out on the ice you got one day off and then you can avenge the loss and that's exactly what the avalanche did and like i said i think this defense really wanted to get back out there and kind of prove something and they got it in a shutout so uh good things all around i think for for that game you had Miko Rantanen and Gabe Landeskog both put up four-point games. On back to look at the stats for the season, but just going off the top of my head, I don't think that's happened all year where two guys have had four points in a game. I think uh, I think Kadri had a four-point game earlier. Uh, I think they've had a few of them, but you know, two guys having a a four-point game is and it's your stars. Um, you know, obviously something that you want to see. And I don't know if he'll ever be a household name outside of Avalanche circles, but Sammy Gerard is becoming an all-star. You know, I know there's no all-star game this year, but uh, if if there were an all-star game this year, uh, he would probably be on, you know, the, those lists of guys that got the shaft, uh, because he is, he, he's just one of those guys that, yeah, we know who he is. People outside of avalanche circles, you know, maybe have heard of him, but aren't really tuning in to watch him play. You know, you're tuning in to watch McCarr and Rantanen and obviously McKinnon. Uh, but if, if you, if you tune in and you really, you know, watch an avalanche game, 
man, he is just he is hitting his stride as a player. And Kyle and I talked about it yesterday when I had Kyle on uh, yesterday's show. And I asked him, you know, who do you tune in for? And he, he said Sammy Gerard. And I am in complete agreement with him on that. And he just seems to be, you know, t- taking the issues that the Avalanche are having in terms of injuries and saying, like, okay, just throw more of the weight on me. And I think, you know, I, I, don't, I, I don't know for sure, but the, the game that they gave him the alternate captain uh, when they're, you know, they had some injuries and they, they needed an alternate captain, they gave it to him and that was well-deserved. I don't know if that lit some fire in him. Uh, you know, and he's not an alternate anymore going forward, but uh, maybe that just gave him some sense of pride of like, yeah, this team really does rely on me. And, you know, when, when they need to call on me, I'm going to answer. He definitely could be an alternate captain going forward, you know, depending on how, you know, all of that works out with who current captains are and and alternates and stuff like that. I'm not saying any of that stuff is going to change. I'm just saying like he carries himself right now, the way he is playing. We always say that, you know, Landis is the captain and McKinnon is basically like, you know, a second captain. And I know he wears the A, but you could throw those guys in and out of who is, you know, the, the captain of this team. And I really feel like, the way that Sam Gerrard is conducting himself on the ice and taking on a lot more responsibility, he he's almost like a third captain on the team um, and is deserving maybe in the future of an A on his sweater, if you ask me. He's playing great hockey, and he is a lot of fun to watch. And, man, we we he just seems to be like that odd man out when we talk about the future of the avalanche and maybe we've taken him for granted a little bit because we always want to say like, wow, Oh, Makar and, and Byram, that's going to be dangerous. Yeah, of course it's going to be dangerous, you know, and you still have to, you have to throw in guys like Gerard and Taves, like that top four, good Lord for, for the foreseeable future. Um, our defense is going to be short. It's already short up now. They're, like they're, they're one of the best defenses in the league. And, and that's not going to stop. So Sammy G, um, you know, I, I'm glad we have him on our team because he's just one of the many great Avalanche players to watch right now when you tune in because he gives a maximum effort all the time. All right, let's uh, take a quick break, and then we will talk about the hit that was leveled on Nathan McKinnon. And we do have an outcome, like we said in the beginning of the show. We, we have an outcome in terms of – the suspension, but we're going to hear from betonline.ag first. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet in all your sports action. Football, of course, is over, but how many sports are always in action? Like the NHL, like college basketball, like the NBA, like soccer. Bet online, they even cover award shows, television shows, reality TV. I wonder if you can bet on like Family Feud. Maybe. Go on there and check it out. Real-time updated odds. And props on almost anything you can you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use that promo code locked on. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. All right, so 
yeah, we, we've seen the video over and over and over again. And I don't know why that, you know, we, we want to watch that. That's our uh, superstar getting, getting hurt. But I think because we knew, we knew right after the game, they said he seemed to be doing okay. He was, you know, walking up and down the hallways, uh, conversing with players. So, uh, and like Jared Bednar said, I think we escaped uh, a serious, serious injury there. So, obviously, the the hit from Blick, Blickfeld, I believe is how you pronounce it. I don't know. The guy's played a total of four games, but I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Blickfeld. Um, and, and for what it's worth, the... The San Jose Shark announcers, uh, you know, never met him, obviously, and don't watch a lot of Sharks games. So I don't, or if, you know, the Avs are playing uh, the Sharks, I'm obviously listening to the Altitude feed. Uh, but I heard their take on it. Complete idiots. And I'm sorry, it, it, you know, how you watch that play and say, look like he got body first. Uh, and looks like it was shoulder to shoulder. I'm sorry. Like at what point in sports journalism do we give up on being the homers every once in a while and just call things like you see them and call things not through the eyes of your fandom? Because you sound dumb when you say that, and you lose credibility when you say things like that. When a guy nails another player, superstar player or not. I don't even care about that, but I will get to that. When another guy nails a guy in the head and your first comment was, look like he got the body to me, what the hell are you looking at? Because those are the plays that the NHL is trying to get rid of and you're breezing over it and you're choosing to not see what's right in front of your face. So... San Jose Shark announcers, you've lost a lot of cool points with me by calling it the way that you called it. And if you haven't seen it, please go on. Uh, you can go right on YouTube and just type in this guy's name, Blackfield, Blackfeld, and uh, listen to the lunacy coming out of the mouths of the San Jose Shark announcers. Uh, so I think they owe people an apology for calling it that way. Uh, and as far as the play itself, you know, you see, you always see online after something like this happens to a player of Nathan McKinnon's caliber, you always see people like, oh, this is, you know, it, that's hockey. No, it's not. And, you know, if this was your average player, there wouldn't even been a penalty called. And then you see fans of other teams saying like, well, you know, our, We've been we are this player got hit on our team and no penalty was called. You can always have that argument for people of calls that were missed and and what this was open ice, plain as day, dangerous dangerous hit. And I do not care what number is on the back, what name is on the back, or what logo is on the front. A bad hit and a dirty hit is a dirty hit. And we had Nikita Zadorov on our team for a long time who had some of those hits. And I called them all out. So I am not going to, I want, you know, I, I, I want to beat other teams as much as anybody wants to beat other teams, but I don't like to do it nasty. And I am glad the Colorado Avalanche are not that headhunting type of team. They've been kind of, in you know, in, again, in circles when you kind of read stuff online, 
some people say like they don't have those guys that can really uh, be like enforcers. And that is true. That is true. They, they're not a, a hard hitting going to go after you, going to wear you down and beat you down type of team. They're going to beat you with speed. They're going to beat you with skill. And do you want guys like that on your team? It'd be nice to have them in your back pocket, but I don't like those guys that when they start their shift, they're more looking for who am I going to rip their head off than how am I going to score a goal or how am I going to get an assist or how am I going to help my team? So uh, the McKinnon side of the, the thing for me doesn't matter. But you know who it does matter for? The NHL. And I'm not saying the NHL threw down a suspension, which was two games, by the way, which I do think is fair. I think that's enough because, uh, you know, if this if this the injury was more serious, you might have a more serious suspension. But it seems like Nathan McKinnon might be okay. We didn't get any word yesterday. We might get some word today on him. Uh, maybe he misses a game or two. I, I have no idea, but he seemed to skate off on his own. And like I said, players seem to say that he was doing okay. But who knows? Maybe they leave him out for a precaution, a game or two. But the NHL does not want this. The NHL, this these are, you know, people tune in for star players. So did the NHL suspend him based on that? No. They're not going to do that. Because what's done is done. They are going to look at what the play was and suspend him based on that. I guarantee you the NHL is not looking at, oh, because it's Nathan McKinnon, because it's a superstar, we're going to come down harder. Because if that's the case, don't you think you would have got more than two games? Probably would have got like six if that's the case. But the NHL doesn't want this for multiple reasons. They don't want their players hurt. These are dangerous hits, uncalled for hits. And yes, the NHL wants their superstar players playing. We all do. That's what. That's why we tune in. So it, it's kind of annoying to me to read everybody saying, oh, because it's McKinnon, because it's McKinnon. Yeah, because it's McKinnon. Because it's McKinnon, it's getting noticed. And you're hearing about it because it's Nathan McKinnon. You're not going to hear about it as much if you're just a casual fan and... Uh, a fourth liner, no disrespect to fourth liners, love them all, but you're not going to hear about it in the news, in your news feed on Facebook or in your news feed on Twitter if it's your fourth line player. You're not going to hear about it. If you're a person that follows hockey day in and day out, you're going to hear about it. But the people who are crying from the mountaintops, oh, because it's Nathan McKinnon, duh, you're hearing about it because it's him. So get off the high horse, get off the mountain, and point this out for what it is. A dirty hit on a player who I don't know if he's dirty. He's played four total games in his career, in his NHL career. But he's off to a really bad start. If that's what you're going to be known for after your fourth game, and oh, which, by the way, one game this year. That was his first game this year. And that's how you're starting your season for this season. So I, I do think two games is enough. Um, I, I thought they would come down with like three or four. But um, I think because Nathan McKinnon seems to be okay, uh, I, th- I think two is 
is okay. And because, again, because he's only played four games, we don't have a history on him. If there was a history of stuff like this with him, would have got more. So two to start, and now you're now you're being watched. And he's also lucky this was the, you know, game two of two for now against San Jose. But the Avs aren't going to forget that. We'll see. I think he's a taxi squad type of player. Uh, so we'll see if he's around when uh, the Avs take on the Sharks again. So that's my spiel on it. All right, let's take another quick break and we come back. Captain Gabe Landeskog. All right. Uh, so, yeah, like normally I normally play after uh, a game, Coach Bednar's press conferences. But uh, like I said, I liked what Gabe Landeskog had to say here. So we're going to listen to this. It's just about five minutes long. And a uh, couple comments on the other side of it. Captain Gabe Landeskog. Gabe, uh, great bounce back victory obviously, but it was also costly with Nate going down there in the third period. If you could just comment on, on both of those things, please. I thought we played a good game and we deserved to win tonight. And, and obviously we, we weren't happy with the way we played uh, game one here in San Jose and we wanted to come back and, and really make sure we responded and we didn't feel like we played our best game. So tonight I, I definitely think we, we showed some of our best. And I mean, I'm not going to comment on that hit uh, too much. I'm, Nate seems like he's doing okay, so it's a good sign, but I'm sure he's going to be evaluated further, and we'll let the trainers take care of that. But, uh, yeah, we were happy to cash in on the power play and kind of put the game away. Peter Baugh, The Athletic. Yeah, Gabe, you had, I guess, three defensemen on the ice who've played in the AHL or been down with the AHL team this year. What did, I guess, their performance show you, just that, that they were able to kind of have the defensive performance they did in front of Grubauer? Yeah, I thought they, they played really well tonight. I think all of our guys on the back end played well, and, and uh, but especially these guys that are coming in, they don't have too many games um, under their belt, but uh, they really competed hard tonight. And, and us as a forward group, we're trying to help them out as much as we could by playing in the Ozone. And, um, but nonetheless, I, I, I definitely thought Timmy and, and Reno and, and Jake played, played really well, and I think they have been for the last three, four games that they've been up. So it's been exciting to see. Eric Dean, Mile High Sports. Hey, Gabe, you went 10 games without a goal, and now you've got three straight games with a power play goal. Before that, the team was also struggling on the power play. So could you just talk about your recent goal-scoring streak and obviously the team's power play efforts? Yeah, I mean, before, I, I was a bit of a choppy. I didn't like my game, really, where during that streak, and, and obviously the, the stats kind of show it. Sometimes you play well, but you're just not getting rewarded, but I didn't like my game at all. Uh, obviously it was nice in Arizona to be able to get on the board because you start going, you know, even five, six games, it starts getting a little bit mental and you try not to let it bother you too much. But, uh, you know, it's, it was just nice to kind of end that streak and then uh, kind of turn the page. And, and uh, uh, I really thought starting in that Arizona road trip and, and or on, on that trip, I should say, we those two games really kind of got us going in the right way. And then last game here in San Jose, um, bit of a blip on the road but I think I think overall we're happy with the way the team's playing the power play starting to play a little bit better we still feel like we got another gear on the power play but it'll come Lauren Jabara Altitude Sports hey Gabe Grubauer with another shutout his third of the season I know you know after last game guys are commenting that you didn't love how you in front of him but just what did you think about his performance tonight I thought he was real solid uh, I thought he 
you know, it, it seemed like you see in most of the shots and, and our D kind of cleared the way, uh, played really well and didn't give up a whole lot of rebounds. And, and I think us as a group, I think Ruby felt that too. Uh, we all wanted to respond after the last game. And, and uh, like you mentioned, we didn't play very well in front of them at all. We left them out to dry uh, in the third period and we wanted to be better tonight and we, we were. Two more here for Gabe. Michael Spencer, CBS4. Hey, Gabe, as the captain and the leader, what was your message to the guys after that hit? And how did you think the team responded after that hit? After the hit on eight? Sorry? Michael? Sorry, go ahead, Michael. Yeah, yeah sorry, I was oh. muted. Yeah, after the hit on eight. Yeah, I mean, at that point, I think we're all, we're all hockey players. We're all family in that locker room. There's not a whole lot that needs to be said. Um. I think the refs did a good job of, of obviously reviewing it and, um, and made the right call. And then I'm sure the you know, disciplinary guys will, the league will take a look at it and assess the situation after that. But I think us as a group, we, we responded well by scoring on the power play. That's really all you can do and, and keep playing hard. And we did that, finished out the game. Last one here, Adrian Dater, Colorado Hockey Now. Uh, Gabe, I'm always interested in uh, the team meeting that uh, teams have, like, Oh, the media gets all excited. Team meeting. You know, you guys, the fact is that you guys have meetings all the time as players. But that said, did today's team meeting help you guys a little more than you think that your normal team meeting, the way you guys responded? Uh, I, I think so. I think we had a really good productive meeting this morning and um, watched some video like we always do. And, and we opened up the room and, and had a good conversation. And that was needed at this point in the season. And, and uh yeah, I think, I mean, we weren't so worried about tonight. Uh, you know, we knew we had a good feeling that we were all going to play well tonight, but it's just about what we do on Friday and what we do on Saturday and what we do, you know, game after game, uh, move forward. And, and uh, it, it's a good test for, for our team. We know every single team is going to play their best against us and we're not going to get an easy matchup. So um, happy with the way we responded tonight and uh, we'll rest up and get ready for this weekend. All right, so Landeskog kind of taking the high road when it comes to the hit on Nathan McKinnon did, you know, kind of just say what you, depending on who the player is, you'll get players that will come right out and say, uh, that's a dirty hit and that guy should watch that next time we play him. And then you'll get guys that uh, are kind of like Gabe Landeskog and we'll just take the high road. His his line mate and his buddy seems to be okay, so uh, he's not going to comment on it. And at the time just said, you know, we'll let the league take care of it. And they did. So uh, I think he is moving on from it. Uh, I think most of the team is. But we still have to see what the results are going to be for Nathan McKinnon. If it is going to be, you know, I, I think even if he misses one game, if, if he misses anything more than uh, what the suspension is, I think then, you know, people are like, well, why isn't he out for as long as our player is? That's an interesting argument to have, but clearly taking the high road there, clearly uh, happy with his defensive unit, uh, kind of put the blame on himself and the whole team for, like he said, letting, uh, leaving Grubauer out to dry for the first game. And, and, you know, that's a big, that's a big point. You know, Grubauer has been playing very well. And I think people are, they're still have their arms folded saying, uh, you need to keep proving it to me that you're doing well. And when you have a bad game across the board, Grubauer included, people are like, see, told you. And it only takes one game for people to say like, 
yeah, that that's that's kind of what I thought he was. But then he completely, you know, the turns it around and throws another shutout. So again, this from from top to bottom, this is the type of game that the Avalanche had to have. And now they need to do it again and again and again. They need consistency. And he kind of talks about things like that. So that is going to be it for today, everybody. Hopefully the Avalanche can continue and build off of that victory. It was a, a strong win, a strong team win. So I don't know. I haven't heard anything about Kale McCarr or Bowen Byron coming back. Obviously, we'd love to have those guys back. Um, so hopefully they play tonight. We'll see. That's going to be it for today and for this week. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in each and every day. It is always appreciated. And we'll see you guys on Monday. Have a safe weekend. And uh, see you Monday. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go.